morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it happens to be, wherever you are on this lovely little planet we call Earth, you are now tuned in to a new episode of the No Shit InfoSec Podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Campbell. Please be forewarned, this episode may contain strong language, or at least language that you may not consider good. It all depends how you look at it. So, Sit back and get ready to learn something that Evil Steve doesn't want you to know. Tonight's show is entitled, To-Do List 2FA. Yes, tonight we're going to talk about two-factor authentication. Um, the number one thing that hackers really hate whenever they're trying to get into someone's account is two-factor authentication. Um, this presents a problem because now they've gotten your password, they've tried to get into your account, but now there's that second factor, whether it's an SMS being pushed to your phone, or maybe you actually have a two-factor authentication app or a 2FA device. Um, This really presents another hurdle, another barrier to entry, if you will. So two-factor authentication is really something that you should set up every single place that you can. Um, And that's why I I say today's to-do list is 2FA. Um, literally, I would sit down and I would go through all of my accounts everywhere and I would see where can I implement two-factor authentication and I would start implementing it. Now, the first thing is, does it cause a little bit more of a hassle to get into your account? Yes, yes it does. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Can hackers get around two-factor authentication? Absolutely. However, here's the thing. Hackers are going after the easy target. Think about the lions in the savannah, and they're looking at a herd of gazelles. They're not sitting there looking at the biggest, baddest, fastest, strongest gazelle with the sharpest horns. Um, You want to eat dinner, you don't want to be killed by your potential dinner. No, they're looking for the weak one, the baby, the one that's limping, the old one. They're looking for the easy meal. That is the same thing with hackers. They are looking for the easy target, the one that they can get in. The thing about security is putting barriers in place that make you more and more and more of a less attractive target to an attacker, period. That's all it is. We want to be unattractive. We do not want to be the prettiest person um, in prison. That would not be good. When you go to prison, you don't want to be the prettiest person. You want to be the ugliest person. And that's really what we're trying to do. Let's make ourselves ugly so everyone leaves us alone. Now, if someone sets their sights on you, um, yeah, they're probably going to get in. However, keep in mind that unless someone specifically sets their sights on you or the organization that you work for, then you probably will be okay. Now, this is just the first in a series of things that I'm recommending that you do to improve the security of your all-around digital environment. So two-factor authentication is one of the things that I highly recommend that you implement. Um, Google started implementing two-factor authentication. It's mandatory now on all of their um, emails. So whenever you set up an account, you have to set up two-factor authentication. I think it's great. You should set up two-factor authentication absolutely everywhere you can. Now, the next question that people are gonna ask me is, what is the 
best two-factor authentication app? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Anytime, if you ever send me an email and you say, hey, Lurking Prion, what is the best? I'm going to say yes. And you're going to say, wait, that's not an answer. I'm going to say, yes, it is. Every situation is different, period. It all depends on you. It depends on your use case. It depends on what you're comfortable with. It depends on what you're willing to do. Are you willing to spend money? Are you not? Do you want open source? Do you want proprietary? Um, is this something that you're going to be sharing with other people? Is it just you? Is it a multiple device environment situation? All of these things matter. So when it comes to saying what's the best, uh, the answer is always yes, period. Now, I'm going to put some links in the show notes to um, articles that have recommended what different authenticator apps are highly rated. Uh, keep in mind, just because they put them in order doesn't necessarily mean that I would agree with the order. Um, just to give you a quick rundown, uh, Google Authenticator and Microsoft Authenticator are two of the main ones out there. Now, I've used Google Authenticator before, however, um, there's no backup for Google Authenticator. So when you get a new phone, it's not like you can just transfer over your two-factor authentication Google Authenticator. Uh, nope, you got to start all over again. So I uh, got rid of Google Authenticator and I switched over to Microsoft Authenticator, which is actually really good. And most of us work in a Microsoft environment, and Microsoft has a lot of features that allow it to interface with Authenticator. And yes, you can use non-Microsoft accounts in Microsoft Authenticator. I use this, I use it for pretty much everything that I have two-factor authentication set up on. It works well, you can back it up, you can restore it, you can transfer it. The only issue you're gonna have here is if you have saved your two-factor authentication with Apple. If you have gone to the dark side and you have given Apple your stuff, you're stuck with it, baby. And um, you're just gonna stay with Apple because that's what you got and that's what your corporate overlord demanded that you would have. And you said, okay, and your corporate overlord says you will have Apple and you will have Apple. So there you go. If you have Apple, stop asking. If you're using Apple. That's that. So, if you don't want to use Apple, then there's choices. If you don't want to use Apple, your choices are limited. Um, now, aside from that, there are other two-factor authentication apps out there that you can use. Now, there's also two-factor authentication where you can have the SMS sent to your phone number. Um, also a good option. Um, I prefer one of the apps because normally you can lock down the app which gives you yet another layer of security. Um, normally on the apps, it'll have like a six digit number and it changes on a regular timed basis, be it 60, 90 seconds, but those numbers are gonna change. So you put in the numbers and boom, you're authenticated. Um, with the SMS, you're gonna get some numbers, you put them in. We've all done two-factor authentication with SMS. Again, um, can these be bypassed? Yes, is that a reason not to do it? Absolutely not. Now, there's also two-factor authentication devices, hardware devices. Um, are these good? Yes. Are they the best? Yes. Are they the best for you? Um, maybe? I don't know. Um, 
I've got a YubiKey. It works pretty good. Um, the only problem that I've got with the YubiKey is that it doesn't necessarily connect with all of my devices. Um, but that's just um, an issue that I've got um, with the number of devices that I have. I'm a geek, I collect devices, I have a lot of different devices, and it's hard to find one thing that interfaces with all of those devices. The other issue with a physical um, two-factor authenticator, you can lose it, they can get broken, they can get damaged, and of course, if you don't have it on you, it presents a real problem. So, something to think about. Um, now, as far as accessing your two-factor authentication, um, that's something that you're going to have to keep with you. We all carry a computer with us everywhere we go. Um, and I know you might be saying, well, I don't carry my computer. Yes, you do. You carry your computer everywhere you go, and it's a computer that makes phone calls. We still call it a phone. It stopped being a phone over a decade ago. You carry a computer that makes phone calls. Just accept it and say, okay, I carry my computer everywhere I go. So you should always have your two-factor authentication with you. Now, whichever one you decide to go with, that's up to you. Whatever works for you. And more importantly, try to get your family to use it. Your family is going to tend to use much weaker passwords than you would use. If you're listening to this show, chances are security and technology is probably already something that is in your blood. So having stronger passwords, maybe even passphrases, using a password manager, which we'll talk about later, all of that is already in your blood. However, your family, your kids, probably not so much two-factor authentication. Try to get them to use it. That way, even though they've got weak, crappy passwords for now, they at least have a second factor that somebody would have to get through before they get access to their Facebook or their Snapchat or their Apple account. And yes, now you might want to say, well, do I need to put two-factor on all of my accounts? I personally say yes. However, there are some accounts that you absolutely want to have two-factor authentication. Now, if you are an Apple customer, then your Apple account ID and that password, um, you need to protect that thing because it is the key to the kingdom with Apple. Literally all of your Apple infrastructure is tied in to that single little password. Protect that thing with your life. Absolutely. Um, recovery emails. Make sure that those are very well protected and have two-factor authentication. The last thing you need is somebody getting access to your recovery email account and then sending password resets to everybody that you do business with, including your banks, resetting the passwords, and now you're locked out of everything. So those primary accounts that you have, absolutely put two-factor authentication on those if you can. Um, more and more people are supporting two-factor authentication. If you are doing business with somebody that does not support two-factor authentication, send them an email asking for two-factor authentication. Uh, believe it or not, in most organizations, there's somebody like you and me who is sitting there telling the boss, hey boss, we need two-factor authentication. And they're sitting there and they're looking at it and they're going, no, we don't. However, 
if customers start sending emails saying that they want two-factor authentication, well, now that's a completely different thing. As a customer, your voice is carrying a lot more weight, whether you believe it or not. So whenever there's a company and they only allow you to have like an eight character password, send them an email, send them several emails. If they don't let you do two-factor authentication, send them an email. Um, and the more emails they get, the more communication they get from customers demanding something, then they'll do it. Keep in mind, when it comes to the business world, you are only ever going to get the security that the customers demand and no more. Companies are not going to go out of the way to make stuff secure. It's up to us to communicate to the company that we demand and we want and we desire more security. The problem is there's not enough people to do it. So be one of those people. Start communicating out to those companies saying, hey, I really want two-factor authentication. Why can't I use it with this account? All right. So again, two-factor authentication. If you haven't set it up yet, at least go set it up on your primary accounts and the accounts that really matter. I would personally recommend setting it up on every account. Um, whether you use an authenticator app or an authenticator device or if you're using SMS um, or even two-factor through an email, it really doesn't matter. It's an extra layer. It's an extra layer of annoyance. And keep in mind, it's not about being the most secure. That's not going to happen. It's about being more secure than the other targets that are readily available. Again, if Evil Steve sets his sights on you, you're going down, period. It's a losing battle. So your to-do list today, two-factor authentication. Now, if you've listened to this and you're like, hey, I've got some questions, feel free to shoot me an email, drop some comments, and whatever the case happens to be. So again, your to-do list today, two-factor authentication. Now before you guys get jumping on your keyboards, because I can hear the clicking happening already, yes, I do know a difference between 2FA and MFA. Yes, multi-factor authentication, which I will cover in another episode. However, just to prime those gears, let's go ahead and roll with it for now. Give me this break. We will cover MFA in a later episode, but for now, let's just be happy with two-factor authentication. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Shit InfoSec podcast. I encourage you to leave feedback so that we can make ourselves better. You can reach us at noshitinfosec at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the popular socials looking for No Shit InfoSec, including Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. We can be found on Anchor FM, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please like and review so that other people can find the podcast. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and may you take what you learned and make yourself and your family safer on the internet, and may Evil Steve catch a digital STD.